Hello, welcome to another episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. Today we have on Yolanda B, and she is going to be sharing with us her healing journey. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Yolanda. How are you? I'm so excited. Thank you so much, LaShawn, and hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a influencer turned business owner. I am the founder of a hair and skincare line called For Us Hair Skin. It is created for, inspired by, and catered to Black men, women, and children. Um, focused on natural hair textures and dry skin. I am also, got my little side hustles too, a social media manager and content creator for small black businesses. Okay, awesome. Yolanda's here today to share with us about her journey of healing and how her life is now because of it. What was your first love experience like? Do you wish anything was different? So my first love experience took place in my early 20s. I started off very early as far as working nine to five. I had a corporate job and I had my own place. So at the time where my peers were going to school, um, going away to college or maybe still living at home, um, I was pretty much living this adult life. So because of that, my love life at the time was just very, very, um, I was very aggressive towards starting, like wanting to start a family, um, making long-term goals with the person that I was with, like in my head though, thinking about marriage, thinking about buying a house, just thinking about being with this person forever. So I was just, it was a fun relationship. You know, I learned a lot from it. I had some good times, but I also learned that what I would do differently is I would just, you're 20 years old, live, live your life, date, meet people, get to know people, get to know yourself, learn about what it is that you like, because at such a young, sensitive age, there's just so much happening. You're still growing. Like we never really stop growing, but you're growing through your twenties. You're so young, especially as a woman, you know, figure out what you want to do with your life. Um, as far as like what you want your future to look like, but also learn how to appreciate and enjoy being a 20 year old. Mm. Yes. I'm sure a lot of 20 year, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of 20 year olds would, love to have known that you know or even now the 20 year olds they're trying to figure it out so yeah what what was how how was your relationship with your mom how did it make you feel so I first I just want to say that I am so grateful that my mom is still here and I'm so happy that we have a great relationship today I'm really grateful for that but it always it wasn't always like that you know from what I remember being younger you know it was a we seemed disconnected mm-hmm. um I did not feel like I was being nurtured you know that mom daughter nurturing relationship 
I didn't experience that. You know, my mom was very, very, um, I don't want to say she was in her own world, but she probably was because now that we're older, we be in our own world too. And we have our exactly. kids and we don't love them less, but no. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was just, I felt like, I felt like I wasn't being loved by my mom. Mm. I felt like I wasn't okay. receiving the love, receiving the the gratitude and the appreciation and the, the affirmations and the validation and all of the good things and words and gestures that just make us feel safe and loved by our parents. So um, that was what our relationship was like um, um, when, when I was younger. And I think that Okay, I'll stop because I feel like I'm going on and on. Yes, okay. Um, I wasn't sure if you asked me how the second part of the question yet. Um, there was no second part. Like how, okay. Yeah, the next one did. How it affected you and your relationships, that yeah, part that's, I didn't that's answer. The next, that's the next one. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, how was your relationship? How did it make you feel? And you said that. You said how it made you feel. You said that. Um, what What I was going to say was, you know, sometimes depending on how young or old our parents have us, if they don't have the tools, they can't do those things for us, right? So it's like in a relationship with someone and, and hoping that they would be different, but if they don't have the tools to do it, then they just can't be different. But at the yeah. same time, it's your mom. So you, at the time, it's like, you brought me here. You're supposed to know what to do. Yeah. And, you know, some mom or even sometimes the older mom, you just don't know. You just don't know what to do. So I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's. That you guys yeah, me too. And are, right, it's like, you know, as you get older, right, as you get older, you kind of look at it like, oh, wow. You know, she was just working with what she had. Or sometimes you think about the trauma that they, that our parents experienced, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, didn't have the tools. You start to have more compassion. Yeah. Do you think your relationship with your mom affected how you were in relationships? Absolutely. Definitely. I feel like the relationship with my mom was one, is one of the core reasons of my behavior in my relationships because one of the things I thought about when just think when going back to previous relationships, there was always a common denominator and that was me needing validation. Mm. I needed that. And it's okay to want to hear good things, you know what I'm saying? To know that someone is tapped in and still interested in you. I just I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. But when it gets to the point when you are depending on it. And you are not receiving that, and it just drive you drives you into this whole um, rabbit hole of emotions and not feeling wanted and not feeling like you're worthy enough. That's when you gotta check. You gotta do a self check in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, what I wasn't receiving from my mom, I was looking for in other people, especially men. I was looking for 
that love that that little girl because that little girl is still with us you know right. she's yeah. still with us like these things that exactly like these things we experience as children it doesn't go away it just shows up differently yes you know so it's like showing up now in relationships feeling unwanted feeling like this person doesn't like me and like why aren't they communicating with me and telling me that they love me and you know just filling my cup up and it's like wanting more of that when you're frustrated you be you want more of it yeah and i definitely think Mm -hmm. that stemmed from my experience with the relationship with my mom okay that's almost almost like we look at the fairy tale love how it's supposed to be and when it's not like that then are we doing something wrong and no not doing anything wrong we just don't know how to do it because we weren't Uh, that is such a point because now that I think about it and I I, I didn't even think about it that way the media and the TV and, and, and all of these things that we see all of these these images that we see in film and media of love started from Disney like we're so young yeah right Disney, every every Disney film is almost like a love. It is like almost there's a love story there. So absolutely, you know, like my one of my favorite movies is The Little Mermaid. And you see how she was acting. Like as soon as she saw him, she just wanted to just leave her family, not be a not be a mermaid no more. Like she won legs. Like she just, I'm like, girl, what? You don't even know. Black <laughs> Ariel. Human. She always that. wanted to be above, wanted to be on land. I will give her that. She just happened. True, true, I'm, very true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, girl, calm down. <laughs> well, nobody was looking like the prince under the water. So that is true. <laughs> they ain't sure no other body. They ain't sure no other body. <laughs> so but you see, mm-hmm. that's such a great point that you brought up about. So fairy tale love stories and how our love story is supposed to look. Exactly. How was your life before deciding to change things? Why did you feel like it needed to change? And why can you just leave it the way it was? Well, I will start with my family dynamic that I had before I decided to start this new life. It was myself, my son, and my son's father. We were together for a couple of years. And um, I don't want to say it was all bad because that would not be honest of me to say, but towards the end, it really got toxic for not just myself, but for him, for all three of us, actually, because, you know, we're going through our, we're going through our stuff and, we're also raising a son who has to, who is in the midst of it. You know what I'm saying? So I, um, I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. I had to ask myself, are you going to stay in fear of judgment, in fear, or just fear of taking a step yeah. that you never thought you would take? Like, 
you with this person? You never thought that you would want to leave them. Are you willing to settle and stay to avoid what's on the other side? Or are you willing to make a step, make a leap, take a leap of faith? Because what is it that you want? You know, and these these thoughts kept coming to me, but one day I'll never forget it. I feel like it could have been my future self, maybe Yolanda today, yes. talking to me. And it was just a voice that said, how long are you going to do this? Mm. And I'm like, Grace, that, what? That's but, the you know, you just, <laughs> changed the whole it just life. came you out just of nowhere. Listen. The Holy Spirit. It just came out of nowhere. And I was, and, but I didn't reject it, though. Yeah, I was just like, and I was just so numb at the time, and I was just like, nah, I can't do this anymore. So that's when I was honest. With, that's when the honesty began. Okay, being honest with yourself, and that's when I was just like, hey, I have to make a change. So okay. I did take the leap of faith. It was not easy. Everything I was afraid of ended up happening. Yeah. The relationships that I developed in this relationship changed the dynamics of me and this person because we were friends you know in the relationship we used to also be friends but we were not getting along it was even worse now mm-hmm. right and then just also now transitioning out of the space and moving somewhere else and, be, and really doing the co-parenting thing was really 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 difficult and you just feel and it wasn't just me going through it my son was going through it too but we all felt it. We all felt pulled away from our norm. But I felt the guilt because I was the one that really made the decision. You know what I'm saying? So um, the first, it, it was hard. It was really, really hard. But now that I'm on the other side and I've been on the other side for a little bit now, I have... Um, I became I became happier, but it was still a lot of stuff that I was experiencing that I just later on down the line I realized like okay you're still hurt by this you're still hurting from even though you don't live there no more even though you're not in that relationship anymore you're still hurting yes like when we lose our- it's like grieving yep. But we think like, yep. oh, you know, we use things hurt so much, whether it be whether it be drugs, whether it be somebody else. We just try to not feel the pain, but it doesn't go away. And whether you feel it now, feel it. So you're gonna feel it. It's gonna yeah. show up somehow, some way. Even when you get into a new relationship, sometimes we get we jump we jump into another relationship and it feels good because I'm no longer dealing with the things I was dealing with in the previous relationship. This is feeling a void. I feel happy and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes when you don't deal with the things, cause it's that gap, right? It's like yeah. in the relationship. Now you're out of the relationship and you have all of these emotions, all of these things that, are going on with you, but you can't focus on it because you've already moved on to the next relationship. So now those things start, the residue from previous relationships start showing up in new relationships. Yeah. That was such a good point that you made. A lot of people don't realize that they're still hurting 
when they move on to the next relationship and bringing that baggage on. So let me ask you this. Did you know the concept of self-love growing up? And if the answer is no, do you think it would have helped you in your dealings with men? Hmm. So thinking about self-love in my 20s, I'm going to tell you right now, that was buying myself some wine, maybe treating myself to a little bit of weed, (laughs) maybe going shopping, going to a party, you know what I'm saying? Spending money, going on trips, you know, those things, those moments. And that's exactly what they were, moments, because when a moment passes, that's it. But that at the time was my idea of self-love. But as I've gotten older, I realized what self-love truly is. And I personally don't think that I had a clear idea of what self-love truly was when I was in my 20s, because I wouldn't have had to depend on my partner or whoever I'm messing with for validation, you know? Self, what self care and what self love means to me right now is speaking up for self, advocating for self, saying mm. no or saying yes, whatever the situation may be, you know, and being able to look in the mirror and talk to myself and and give myself that validation because when you're not confident, it's very hard to look in the mirror because you're not just looking at yourself. You're looking at every part of you. You're looking, you're looking inside of you. So being able to do that is, um, is self-care to me. And I think that had I had the tools that I have now when I was 20, in my 20s when I was dating, when dealing with men, I wouldn't need, I really wouldn't, I don't feel like I would need so much validation from them. Because that's really what I was seeking the whole time was validation, validation. Like, tell me you love me. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me all the things that I want to hear. But self-love is also telling yourself that and believing it and practicing it and and saying it like as a mantra, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I realize it's like if you have someone validating you all the time, it's almost like it's me, it's all me, it's me, 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 me. And then when they're not doing it, oh, they don't love me. When their validation doesn't their them not giving you validation doesn't mean you you know that's just something that you at that time and self-love is self-love is saying no in a relationship self-love is walking away self-love is knowing when to say goodbye right self-love is not always pretty yeah it's not (laughs) it's not self-love is choosing you first that's that love, even if it crazy to other people. You have to you have to choose yourself first. So that was a great answer. I love I love that. Tell us about the relationship that you had to repair that if you didn't, you wouldn't have the life you today. My relationship with God. That's the one right there. That's the first thing that came to mm-hmm. mind. I feel like I've always had a relationship 
with God, but reserving time, making it a priority, and really just having those conversations and inviting God into my life, into my plans, into my home, into my worries, my struggles, challenges, even the good things that are happening in my life. That is how I strengthen my relationship with God and things definitely changed for me. And I feel like I was so, I was definitely like really, really angry. I wasn't myself in my previous relationship, jealous, um, verbally abusive, violent, you know, and I may have had the relationship with God, but I didn't really feel God's presence because I wasn't myself. I wasn't in my right mind. I wasn't really focused on repairing my relationship or even talking to God in that moment. Like even just being angry, intensifying the anger by picking up the phone and talking to a friend and and just talking about how angry I am instead of praying. Like there's nothing wrong with speaking to someone about our problems, but half the time those conversations is really just tea to the other person. You know, sometimes you have to take those experiences, those conversations, those feelings and sit with God and talk to God. Well, that's what I had to do. So honestly, like after prioritizing God in my life and just praying for things to get better, praying for peace, and just seeing how these things just started to manifest through prayer, through faith, I was just like, yeah, I, yeah, it's lit. Yeah. We're back together again. <laughs> We're yeah, back together back again. Together. We're here. We're here. It. <laughs> it's lit, you know? So that, that had to happen. Yeah, that had to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. if it didn't happen... Right. If it didn't, if, if I did not work on repairing, and I didn't even know I was repairing the relationship. It's just something that happens. I, I didn't yeah. say I'm going to repair the relationship. It's just something that happens, you know, with me. And when it happened, I didn't reject it. And it just feels good. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah, it does. It most definitely does. What have you had to forgive yourself? I've had, and I still do, forgive myself for not having to, not having the tools to show up, perform, or handle a situation in the way that I would have liked to. So, relationships, for example, sometimes we, or or or, or just like let's say relationships with someone like treated us bad, talked to us poorly. Um, maybe was cheating, whatever the, whatever it was that, that we went through in these relationships. Sometimes mm-hmm. we look at uh, ourselves and say, I don't know why I let myself do that. I was mm-hmm. so stupid. Why did I allow someone to... Because you know what they say. They always say, you allowed it. Something about people keep treating you that way because you allowed it. That's what they say. But the truth is, is you didn't have the tools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the tools. To know, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have the tools. You weren't strong enough at the time. And that's actually okay. Because you have to go through these things to know today. Like, 
I'm never going to put myself through that. It's a learning experience, not an opportunity for you to sabotage, like self-sabotage yourself about the things that you didn't do. Like I used to work in corporate, but I used to, I, I never really stuck up for myself. And I remember saying that, like, why didn't I stick up for myself? I knew this was wrong. I knew I wasn't supposed to be spoken to and taken advantage of in that way. Why didn't you speak up? But then it's like, no one told you, you didn't have the voice. You didn't no have the confidence. Did. You didn't no. have the, the the guts. You didn't. But it's okay. It's not. It happened in the past. It happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so just constantly making sure. And even today, like, I'm not perfect. There's times where I do things and say things that I look back and I'm like, why didn't you do it? That wasn't. It's like, you know what? Today wasn't a good day. Yeah, we're going to do it again tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm my therapist. He said to me, because I got married, I was in, and I would just complain and complain about this relationship. And he says, you know what? When you, it'll be over. I don't know what he meant in the moment. But there comes a time in every person's life where when you get you get tired of talking about it, you get tired of experience it, experience it, you get tired of talking about it, you get tired of experiencing it. You'd be like, Oh, I'm done. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that voice. Yeah. That voice is gonna come. That's what yeah. the voice, that voice that you were talking about. Yes, that's when it's gonna come. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like I feel like we can have what we want, really. Like, we want peace, we want love, we want joy. We can have those things. It may feel like it's far. The reach is so far at that moment. But it really just takes that moment, that one moment, like you said, when you just like, when you're done, you know you're done. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, part of the healing process. Doing the work. That's the hardest part for you. (laughs) Doing the work. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, you know, it's homework. It's work. (laughs) You ever be in school and like school is fun, but then you gotta go home and do homework? Like, I have to do homework now. Like, I don't wanna do it. Come on now. Man, and same thing with therapy. Like, you you just had an intense therapy session and now you want me to do homework? This is, this is, haven't we been through enough for today? (laughs) No, really doing the work for real, LaShawn. Doing the work is hard because there's times where you, it's, doing the work is usually when you don't want to do it. Yeah. And self-reflective is like, you don't want to. Yeah. It's usually when you don't want to do it. So like, if you're having a shitty day and you have the tools, like, okay, you have these exercises, you know you can revisit what you learned in therapy, you know you can journal, but in that moment, it just, you don't want to do it. You just want to be in your feelings, or you, yeah. or for me, just I just want to sleep, so I don't have to deal with it, or I just want to, but pushing myself to do the work has to be like the hardest part of the journey, but I feel like it's hard because it's not supposed to be easy anyway 
The training is never pleasant. There's a there's a verse in the, in Hebrews. I can't remember, but it said the training is never supposed to be pleasant. Mm. But something about when you get through it, though, you receive the reward. God is going to bless those who put the work in and you can enjoy. But that moment of getting to the blessing is hard. It's training. It's literally training. So, like, think about how you feel when you're working out, when you go to the gym. It's not fun. I mean, some people like it. Some people like it. I personally... When I think about all of that pain and lifting weights and all the sweating, I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do that. But once you're, once you do it and it's over and you keep doing it, now I'm hot girl summer. Now it's now it's gonna be a hot girl summer. Not exactly because I put in the work. <laughs> so it's the same thing with the healing. Be in the healing journey when you start to whatever work it is that you are doing you have to face yourself and that's one of the hardest things facing yourself because once you do it on your own and with yourself you don't have your friends telling you you know how you're like don't worry it's okay and validating you and making you feel good in that moment no it's just you it's just you that's it's between you so you have to be accountable and sometimes it's not easy to say this is how I'm feeling this is how I'm behaving this is what's going on and doing the work and sometimes doing the work is also going backwards to think about what happened you know revisiting your childhood revisiting those experiences and they hurt so much they hurt so much sometimes we don't even we want to just get it out of our mind and act like it never happened yeah, you yeah. know and what has been the benefit of doing the work? So what what has been the good stuff that came out of doing the work? Oh man, definitely. What's the last thing you said? Give me like three three examples of like the benefits. Three examples of the benefits of doing the work. Three examples of the benefits of doing the work. Okay, you hold yourself accountable. You've got to hold yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable does not mean you're sabotaging. No, you are being honest and raw with yourself. And we can't go go on in life. Like, no, don't be too hard on yourself, but also know when you need to make changes and, and give yourself a push. Because when you're too comfortable, when you're too complacent, then you're not going to change. You're not going to move. So you have to hold yourself accountable. And even in relationships, even if somebody did you wrong in a relationship mm-hmm. and you may feel like you've done nothing wrong, like I did nothing wrong to them. I was 100%. I was solid. I never, but there's something there that you have to hold yourself accountable yeah. for. And it's not for the other person. It yeah. don't have nothing to do with the other person. It could yeah. just be, you it could just be what have like from from myself what is like i said before what is the common denominator in these relationships you constantly Mm -hmm. needed validation now now this one didn't work out and you were trying to get the validation from someone who wasn't really interested in giving that to you Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So accountability is one of the things that has been beneficial to me throughout my mm-hmm. healing journey. Um, another benefit from my healing journey has been the result. One of the result, like just just the result in general, like even the relationship that I have with my son has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like. Sometimes we need to just take a moment to breathe, mm-hmm. to do our tapping, to do our journaling, just a moment of restoration. And when we do that, it centers us and it brings us a lot of peace. So now when we're dealing with other people, especially our children who are always asking us for things and yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes they get a piece of of our attitude that has nothing to do with them. You know what I'm saying? But when you are prioritizing the work that you have that, that, that needs to be done, then you'll see how you react differently. And that's just not with you. I say with children because like they're so close to us, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they see, they see us most. And I feel like it's so easy to get frustrated with them when we're going through something, you know, like I can speak, I can also speak for myself. There's been times where I've been frustrated in my, frustrated and and have taken it out on my son. So going back to accountability, sometimes that conversation needs to happen. Like, hey babe, I love you, but you know, today I'm just not feeling my best. And I want you to know that my attitude towards you earlier or in this moment is not about you. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes they, because going back to how I feel, like, oh, my mom doesn't love me, that I do something wrong, you know, just that knowing what it feels like to be a, almost to feel like a burden, you know, so you don't want your children to feel that. And I think that my healing journey has really helped me communicate better with my son because I'm holding myself accountable. Another thing I would say, the benefit, the last benefit is, and oh, another thing that I wanted to add in is these things never go away. It's Mm -hmm. not like you use the tool once and it's like, okay, well, I did that already, so I can't do it again. It's like, these are things that you could take with you and also it's, almost omnipresent in a way like if you can apply it to different situations yeah and at at different times like with work with school with parenting with your little many different ways my phone rang so i'm gonna have to start that last one over so i would say the benefit of the third benefit of my healing journey would be being able to share with others. Yeah, being able to share with others. You know, just telling somebody, like, listen, you know, I'm not trying to pressure you, but this is something that I did in therapy or this is something that I saw um, online and I think maybe this will be helpful to you. Like, I'm not a professional, but not everyone wants to get professional help. That's their own journey. That's their own thing. I can only speak from my own personal experience. 
this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I feel yeah. like when we speak out and we let the co- the collective, the community know about our self-love journey, healing journey, therapy journey, whatever journey it is, you can share that with somebody else. And they may look at you like, really? Like you you go to therapy or you do that or you do those exercises? Wow, you know? So I feel like that's a great benefit because you just never know who you can help, whose life you're changing, whose exactly. life you're helping. Exactly. You just never know. You just never know who you're helping. And it's a great thing, too. What do you yeah, think is you the have biggest the tools? reward? Oh. It's been the biggest reward in your journey. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound so narcissistic, but me, <laughs> I'm the biggest reward. Like this person, right. this person, and you know what? It's not narcissistic because you know what? We do so much work. We go through so much work to be and to feel, to be new, to feel new, to be better. You're not going to be the same person. Yeah. So being better has been the biggest reward. The result is right here. This is the material. Look at the material, okay? <laughs> and no, it's not about looks, but like this is a big thing for me, Lashawn, because even just talking, my mouthpiece, I have not exercised in years. Why now I feel yeah. comfortable speaking. I feel confident. I'm smiling and I'm just not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, my voice is still soft and low sometimes, but just imagine what that was like coming from someone who just wasn't confident at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, and it, it helps you show up in other areas too, like even with work. You know, confidence is a big thing, like being yeah. confident at work, being confident when you're just dealing with people, difficult people, when you're having certain challenges, like, you need that mouthpiece. You need that voice. You need to speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself. And I feel like everything that I just talked about during this um, podcast so far has really helped shape and mold the woman I am at this moment. The woman of my wildest dreams. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes, girl. And it is so. You know what? I just want to say this. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like growing up, we weren't really taught to big ourselves up. Like, you know. So when you do it, like you see how I said, you see how I said. Oh, this is gonna sound narcissistic, but we are taught that. Like, oh, she's full of herself, and oh, like. You conceded. Remember that? Yo, you being conceited and you being... So I shied away from that because I didn't want to be that person that people was going to talk about and say negative things about because I'm being confident, but confident was Mm -hmm. really conceited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just feels good that we're in a new generation where it's now being vocalized a lot more and praised a lot more that the importance too of just being able to speak 
kindly about yourself and and compliment yourself. And, and you know, it just feels good. Yeah. Did it come from you making changes in your life? Yes, it did. Oh my gosh. So going, I know I had already talked about corporate, how I worked this corporate job for 10 years, but I kept working corporate at different locations, like different types of places. Like I worked at law firms, I worked at marketing agencies, I worked at a top makeup company, right? So at the top makeup company, I felt like it was going to be different. It's going to be different this time. I worked as an administrative assistant. Um, sometimes I would be the assistant to the CEO, executive assistant. Yeah. So that was pretty much the type of work that I was doing, mm -hmm. which is not really a lot of fun. But if you're working at a makeup company, girl, like, right? You know? Fun. And it was fun. It was fun. But then I realized it was still the same type of work. Like, I still mm. felt like I was in that box, you know? I just mm -hmm. wasn't going for the thing that I really wanted to go for. And I didn't even know what that was. Like, I had ideas about it, but I just didn't see myself doing it. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I, it just it just seems so far out of reach, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But honestly, making the decision just it was another leap of faith like that same feeling that I got when I was in that previous relationship and that voice came and said when are you gonna stop doing this another voice came it's and just starting again every time when someone calls it starts again <laughs> so I'm gonna start from here so that same voice came to me and said you gotta come on girl we wait we waiting for you you gotta get it together so um i made the decision to start putting my ideas out there yeah. and i definitely had people in my life who were supportive who would share resources with me who believed in me i had the support system but even with the support system, it still wasn't enough. Not not that they weren't enough, but it was just so much going on. And this is before I started going to therapy again. It was okay. just so much going on that I just couldn't push myself because there was a point where mm -hmm. I would start my business in pieces. So it's like one month I'll do research and then five months later I'll revisit it. It's like one of those things. It's like working out. You know how people start working out? The beginning of the year, yeah. right? And then by March, Sorry. you just you just stop. You just like what yeah. happened? What happened? You know what happened, girl? That's how it was. That's how it was with my business. So of course, the pandemic sped so much up for us because people were home. Mm -hmm. People got laid off. For some of us, a lot of us had more time to really focus on our businesses and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So that was really the, the, I had more of an opportunity. It was kind of like, okay, you don't have no excuses. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. even though I was doing influencing, 
like natural hair influencing for other companies, it still just felt like a job. It still did mm-hmm. because I kind of had to do the format that they wanted to be done. And I wasn't really creating what I really wanted to create. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was a awesome opportunity and I'm really grateful because a lot of those opportunities and the people that I connected and network with are people that I work with now from with my for my business which is uh, just so amazing I'm so grateful for that but again just wanting more just wanting more so I was just like you know what I'm gonna get it together because what is the life that you want yeah. Only you gotta go. It's not gonna fall from the sky. No. You gotta go for it. And it's like having you have the tools. You have a whole laptop where you can do research on what you need to start your business. You have friends who have businesses who can help you, you know? So I I, I had to make a decision. I had to like really say to myself, like, what are you doing? You know, you wanna launch this business but it's sitting here is this something that you really want to do what do you feel so i just i got tired of myself girl i got so tired of myself and i had to make a lot of changes to really get to fall in line because there's no one here to hold me accountable like i didn't really have a coach with me you know what i'm saying so that's when I that's when I joined the accountability group, Happy Healthy Holy Paid. Hey, but that's when I joined the accountability group. That's when I had to let go of some habits, and yeah. that was hard. Yeah, I had to let go of some habits. I was like, really, again, accountability, having that conversation. How is this thing that you're doing right now, that you are investing your time in right now? How is this going to get you to the level where you want to be at as an entrepreneur? And I still have those conversations. I I have to keep having those conversations because in entrepreneurship, you realize like there's a series of goals. It's not just one goal. It's a series of goals. So it's like, okay, in April, I want to launch. And by 2022, I want to start doing pop-ups. And then by summer of 2022, I want to come out with, um, new hair products so it's more than one goal but yeah. then it's like what are the things that you're holding on to in the poor habits and how are you taking care of yourself mm-hmm. all of these things matter because it's all a part of us yes so yes that's when i that's when i got started getting serious is when i started getting serious about my life is when i started getting serious about entrepreneurship Awesome. I love that. When yeah. you started getting serious about your life, is when yes. you getting serious about your entrepreneurship and yep. your business. I love it. Yeah. Healing and growing are part of you. Uh, well, hmm. healing and growing is a part of life. Yeah, we're always healing, we're always growing. Thank God for that. Thank God yeah. for experiences and being able to just learn from those experiences and and apply what we've learned so we can get to the next level so i what's next for me is i would like to healing and growing say that again 
I said, no, it's just like, what's next for you? Yes, healing and growing is a part of life. And that's something that I feel like as we get to the next level, whatever that is, we'll, we, will, we will always be needing to heal something, you know, and that's where the growth comes in. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just would like to continue to pour into my business. I'm definitely um, working a lot more than I was last year. And that's just because I started doing the social media and content creation for um, small black businesses. So it's just more of me to juggle these days. And I just want to make sure that I'm getting serious with being organized and just making sure I'm, I'm using my time wisely. And that will also require a new level of discipline. So I feel like what's next for me is um, being more disciplined, being more intentional about what it is that I want to see. I definitely would like to come out with some new um, hair and skincare products on my line and the products that I'm considering is going to take a lot more uh, research and a lot more of my attention. So in order for me to do that, I just have to make sure that I'm focused and that I'm being responsible for how I'm spending my time and, you know, because just making sure I'm planting my seeds um, in spaces where mm-hmm. they're going to grow and, and, and help me get to where I want to be. So that's really... Um, the goal for me right now is just to continue um, this entrepreneurship journey and just make sure I'm being responsible with my time and um, definitely doing more of this, like more speaking to people. Yeah. I definitely want to start talking to people a, a lot more. It may not necessarily be a podcast, but maybe a live or, yeah. you know, just connecting with my audience on another level yeah, you know they so, see yeah. you. they want to see you yeah <laughs> so much for being here today thank so you that um when um i know that when this gets edited something this is awesome. I'm like smiling so hard because this was, I'm, first of all, I'm so proud of you, LaShawn. This is our, man, listen, I remember you was talking about this and here yeah. we are, so. Here we are. Look at that, yep. You gotta move forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you- this is good. Girl, so. Yes, definitely. So thank Thanks. you so yeah. much for having me. Can I tell the people where they can yeah, find you? I was going to say, I was just about to so, say, people to find you. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's YBNatural. That's W-Y, sorry, W-H-Y-B-E Natural. Um, and YBNatural underscore on Twitter. And you can follow my business for, that's the number four, us hair skin on twitter and on facebook also instagram and you can also visit the site at www.forushairskin.com and don't forget to go to our about me section or about section so you can hear more about the company and also myself 
Awesome. Well, everybody, this is Yolanda B. She shared her journey with us today. And I hope you got some gems because I sure did. You all Me too. Have a beautiful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.